Welcome to the Bifocal Podcast with John White and Jason Himmelstein, where we talk about business intelligence and the Microsoft stack with news, interviews, and expert opinions from around the space. This is episode 246, recorded on January 9th, 2023, where John and Jason review their wins and losses with their 2022 predictions and prognosticate about what they see happening in 2023 with Power BI. Well, hello again, Jason. How are you now? John, doing all right, buddy. Doing all right. (laughs) You survived. Yes, sir. Uh, Yeah, a little bit of a a rough weekend, but other than that, doing well. Uh, Excited to get this predictions podcast done because, you know, we were supposed to do this at the back end of last episode, but we never managed to make it all the way through. I don't know why we think that's possible. Um, (laughs) Well, we're just recapping everything that happened for the entire year. Why wouldn't we be able to jam that on top of it? Yeah, and we thought it was fairly quiet for last year, but, you know, hey, what what are you going to (laughs) do? That's okay. That's okay. I guess we have to uh, we have to get out the marker and the scorecard on what we guessed last year. And yeah, I think it's time some stuff for this year. That, it's a thought. Before we do though, I, I got to check if the if the weather got back to normal down there anytime recently. Well, you know, it's supposed to be eighty by middle of the week. Okay, so. it's in the seventies for the high today. It was you know we're at that point in the year where the cedar pollen is terrible, so I rarely go outside. Oh, okay, but it's in the forties in the evenings and the seventies. You know, during the day, but we are going to peak around 80 on Wednesday. And then we're going to get back to our seasonal weather around 68 on the weekend. Well, we're above zero or above freezing, I should say, for the next two weeks at least. So it's just really weird. It's January. <laughs> That's impressive. So. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. But uh, yeah. So have you started the garden then, John? Uh, no. In fact, it may be that this year there is no garden just because of all the stupid travel I have to do this year. so Yeah, that sounds like a really going to be sorry, feeling sorry for you there, buddy. Yeah, I know, I know. With I having know. to be in Hawaii so much. No, no, no it's, not, it's not that travel. And... It's not that travel. It's the other travel in May. Uh, oh, well, that one I will feel sorry for you because you got to be with me on that. That's true. Yeah, you need anybody would be sorry for me then. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So. All right, big guy. Well, what do you say? Let's uh, let's start start picking uh, picking through our picks from last yeah. year. I don't it's, know. It's funny looking over it. I think some of them I want to reuse, and uh, I think I got a lot of them half right. <laughs> yeah, we can score half points. You know. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm going to put a little tally marker in here in our one note, so we can <laughs> we can start to figure out how, who who's what and whatnot. So well, let's start with you, John. Yeah, I guess I got seven and you got six, so it's probably best if I, if I start. So I guess my, my, my number one prediction last year was uh, that we would have a clear return of in-person events and that we would see in-person Microsoft events in the last half of the year. I almost want to score myself 0.75 on that one. <laughs> I think we did get the clear return of in-person events. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that we called Microsoft. We did see Ignite in a hybrid fashion. But I'm not sure that I'd call that. In, I don't know. What do you think? How do I? Yeah. How did I do on that? I kind of feel like I have to give you the full point because technically we did return to in-person ignite with a, you know with sure. a hybrid option, regardless of whether the event was of quality in our opinion or not. They did right. host an event where it was first-party Microsoft badged event, and you know, so I have to give it to you, man. Okay, I'll take the point. I'll take the point. So, all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, my first one was the creator experience starts to shift to online first with Power BI as a secondary. 
Yeah, Power BI Desktop is the second. Sorry, Power BI Desktop is the second. Well, we're calling it Power BI now. So. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. I'd give you a whole point on this one, except you said the, the, the word, except for the word first. So I'm going to quibble on that one a little bit. I don't know about things are online first. Well, it's but, a matter of us shipping things to the online experience first, I think was what I was more pushing yeah. towards. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and you know what? If you want to say first, if you if you if you think of it this way, if you look at formatted tables, mm-hmm. and the fact that you could start a paginated report into, uh, by via uh, formatted table online first, and then switch over to uh, report builder, I, I think that's a point. Yeah, I'll take it. There's definitely a, a pattern that we are moving forward there. It's just a matter of. Do I get the full point? I think we'll take it. So I think so. I think you get the full point. All right. All right. Cool. Well, that takes me to my next one, which is Power Up Query will get a standalone client with multiple output types. I don't think I get anything for that one. Although we started to see a little bit of that. We started to see data marts kind of have a little bit of that sort of thing. But I, I, I really, I'm giving myself a zero on that one. Okay. Uh, you know. I think that we don't have a, a standalone client at this point. And I think that that's the kicker. I think multiple yep. output types, you know, I think we're, we're starting to see more things happening there with, uh, with that, but we'll see. Yeah, that's right. Because it, you know, you're outputting with a, with a data mart, you're outputting via power query into a SQL da- SQL table. So yep. you know, right away, that, that makes it multiple. So there's a little bit of something there, but uh, yeah, I'll go with that standalone client piece. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, I'm with you on that. So uh, you're next. All right. So Azure Synapse will continue to grow brand awareness and Power BI brand will start to take more of a backseat. I think that's a no. That's yeah, a I think that's a that's a complete <laughs> fail. So not a complete fail. I think that the Azure Synapse brand has definitely taken a step forward this year. Uh, yeah. I think we've seen a lot more folks out there talking about it. We're focusing more on it. I'll say that, but Power BI is definitely not taking any steps backwards. Nope. If anything, I feel like we're charging forward even harder. Yep. You know, so I'll happily take a zero. Okay, <laughs> that's good. That's one. That's a zero you want to take, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, I also came out and said this is the year we would deprecate Azure Analysis Services. Now I know we didn't deprecate. I shouldn't say we. <laughs> I know Azure Analysis Service has not been deprecated. However, I think we've been shown the path to it. There's a real serious emphasis on moving an Azure Analysis Services workloads into Power BI Premium. We got the tool right at the end of the year, the automatic tool for doing that. And I think it's only a matter of time. So I don't know if I get scored any on that one, but... Uh, I can't uh, agree with you on that one, John. I'm not seeing the deprecation writing on the wall yet. Yeah. I, see, I see a clear it's path not going to, away. Azure to, Analysis Services isn't going away. Yes. But, or hasn't gone away. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, I'm with I, you. I'm not seeing it go away at this point, you know? I mean, this is just a personal perspective on it. SQL doesn't remove things. That's true. You know, when you look at it, I don't see any, like, look at the history of SQL. SQL is an incremental improvement world, unlike SharePoint, where, yeah, SharePoint will tear down the the world and rebuild. Mm -hmm. SQL continues over the course of its history to incrementally improve upon and keep around its legacy. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, how's SSIS doing these days, John? Yeah, exactly. It's still there. It hasn't really improved any or hasn't changed much, but it's there. I'll say I think that's going to be around for a while. So personally, I got to give you a zero on that one, buddy. Yep. No, I'll take the zero. I'll take the zero. You're all right. There. The SharePoint Online Power BI V2 connector stays beta for all of 2022. 
Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I definitely get a point on that one. Yep. Yeah, that one. Spot on. <laughs> I don't know when that thing's coming out of uh, beta, but, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, who knows? And well, <laughs> not, not until we get field values as text or something that approximates its capabilities. That's uh, that, that's my position on that whole thing. Yeah. And the, the V1 of the Power BI web part was in beta for how many years? Oh, like three. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. So uh, I, we didn't score your zero there. Let's put that in there. Yeah, All right. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm, I'm not doing so well. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see what you got this time. Some sort of licensing that includes power, both Power BI and Synapse. I, it didn't happen. Nope. <laughs> that would be a fail. That's a fail. Yeah, that's one of the ones I think I might want to take a swing at again for this year. We'll we'll hold that back for, for, for a little bit. All right. We'll see where we go. All right. So number four for me was Power BI continues its love affair with Teams and Excel. I yeah, think was that's an easy a yes. One. Yeah. That's a yes. But that was, that was kind of like, come on. But yes, <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes you got to swing at the low hanging fruit. Man. That's right. You were, you definitely did that. And you smashed that low hanging fruit into hey. bits, just like Gallagher. Hey. Wow. Yeah. Now that's a wrap. I was, yeah. I was going to go fruit ninja, but you know, you, you went further back. So. <laughs> All right. My next one this year, we would see some sort of a web based data set editor. And I think that's a ding, ding, ding. I agree with you, John. Or at least we saw the announcement of it. Right. Well, we saw some sort of one with data marts, right? Yes, we did. It's a data mart. We've seen an announcement for a full fledged, not full fledged, but a partly fledged web based data data set editor. So that's that's a win. Yeah, it's been announced. There's a private preview going on. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. So it is out there. It may not be the full blown thing, but yeah, I, I'd say you get a point for that one. Exactly. Exactly. I love your next one. <laughs> I don't. This one depresses me still. <laughs> Power BI will finally get integration with Azure DevOps and GitHub. <laughs> yeah, that's a giant nope. 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 Didn't yeah. happen. Not, not Maybe next year. <laughs> God, you know, it's bound to happen at some point, John. It has to. That's a more of a more of a hope, more of a hope thing. Yeah. Next one I got was we would see a quick create report experience for Synapse. We saw some semblance of that, haven't we? We've got some Synapse stuff, or is that just announced? Yeah, I don't think we've seen that one, John. Okay, okay, I'm going with zero. <laughs> yeah, we, we saw it show up in some other places. We saw it in Dynamics. And, yes, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Not yet in Synapse, no. So. Okay, well, we, that's we, a zero. Seen, yeah, I and mean, Quick Create is more of an end user function, I think. Yeah. And Synapse is more of a back end function. So I got to give you a zero on that one, yep. big guy. I'll take the zero. I'll take the zero. Okay. All right. So Microsoft Ignite Spring 2022 will be another disappointment. Well, I, I don't know how to score you on that one. <laughs> Either get full marks because <laughs> there wasn't one. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not sure that was disappointing. <laughs> I thought there was one, John. I'm pretty sure that there was an online Ignite not, event. Not, not in 2022. No, no, we didn't do one this year. I, I don't think we did. <laughs> if we did, it was sure as hell a disappointment. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that's sort of where I was going with that. I was thinking back, I was like, you know, didn't they do a, an Ignite event? In I think they skipped it this year. Yeah, I think they skipped the online thing this year. Maybe they did, and I just don't remember it. <laughs> well, in other words, you get full points for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'm just trying to remember when they did. I know they did the the one in October, but man, yes. I just yeah. uh, maybe it's one of those things where it's like it was either so disappointing, yeah, yeah, or yeah. You know, so I, I'll take the full point on that. 
Yeah, um, take the full point on that. You're good for that. All right. And uh, your last one, John. New name for meta models. We had a new name, old name. They, it's, we've kept, we keep seeing meta models. For those who are just listening, <laughs> meta models are, let me see, Direct Connect for Azure Analysis Services and Power BI data sets, right? It, 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 that was the original name. And then it's, then it, uh, we call it meta models officially. So it was Direct Query. Yeah, direct query for yeah. Or Azure Analysis Services yep. and Power BI data sets. But it's had a couple of names this year, hasn't it? Yeah. We've seen it referred to a number of ways. So I'm going to take a point on that one. Oh, I'll but give I don't you know that because I, I think I think ultimately we were calling them composite models there for Composite a models, bit. that's right. Yeah. That was the other thing. Yeah. 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 So, all so, right, John. So I don't just, know that that's the final name. Yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, you came out on top this year. I got four, you got three. So uh the right. belt goes over to me this year. It does. Not that I'm gonna wear it, but you know. <laughs> So you'd have to put on real pants in order to need to wear a belt. So. No, yeah, yeah. I just don't want you to stand up. I'm afraid of what I might see. Yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> worry. I got my shorts on. Don't worry. All right, big guy. Let's go ahead and take our break, and then we'll come back, and we'll make our predictions for 2023. That sounds good. Are you drowning in spreadsheets? Are you gasping for a better reporting solution? Let Marquee Insights throw you a lifeline. They can help you chart a course to success with Power BI, then get underway quickly with one of their quick start solutions while learning the ropes from their experienced staff. If you're ready for reporting bliss, go to MarqueeInsights.com and click the Get Started button and learn how they can help you make better, faster decisions with smarter data. All right, man. Well, I, given that you took the belt for uh, 2022, why don't you go first for 2023? Yeah, let's do that. Because then this year we have an even number of them, which, by the way, I took it from you with you having one more. So just point, pointing out the... Uh, That's the, Yeah, you're right. You're right. Fair enough. <laughs> I, had an, I had an unfair advantage and I still lost. And I didn't have any insider knowledge at that point. So No, that's true. That's true. Let's, let's caveat my picks by saying I've had to stay away, obviously, from things that I have direct knowledge of. So yeah. all of the things that I'm going to talk about here are things that I believe, but not things I, I have direct you know, product knowledge of, because that would be... A, unfair to John, and B, risking my job. And no offense to your listener, this silly little game is not worth me risking my uh, <laughs> my paycheck for. So as fun as that might be for you at home listening, it would not be for me and those mouths that I have to feed. That's so it. my first one, I'm going to bring it back around. I think I sort of ankled toward this last year that Kusto becomes more important to Power BI. I know that you, you know, we've talked about it a lot on the show. I've been seeing it. We've been talking about it at, at events. I just see Kusto as a, as a great Power BI data source at this it point. Really, um, really is. And, you know, just for all the stuff that we have done with it, I think it's just going to become more and more important to Power BI. I'm hopeful that more and more people will continue to go after learning about it and get some more information is I really do think that it's a, it's a great thing. It's one of those things. And I'm like, what, four years in on this stuff, at least three. Yeah. You're at least um, three. Not disappointed at all with this product. This thing just continues to amaze. So if you're looking for a database, you want some transactional capabilities, not necessarily transactional, sorry. You want some uh, structured capabilities. You also want to have unstructured capabilities. You don't need to do any updating. That's one of the things that will not do. It's basically good for data that's not going to change over time. Yep. Have a look at Kusto. It's amazing. All right, so you can't steal mine, John, because I, no, I already put mine I'm, in the book. I'm so. just underscoring it. Yeah. I'm glad you picked it because I didn't put it on the list. All right, so what's your first one here, buddy? 
basically, you know, we, we've seen a lot of structuring going on uh, within Microsoft. We've seen um, Arun taking over a, a chunk, you know, the area of the uh, data. It's, basically, everything's on the Azure side. Basically, the entire data estate is is falling within the same realm that Power BI does. And Microsoft has a bit of a habit of productizing their org structure. Hmm. So with that in mind, I have a funny feeling that we're going to see some kind of a new product that reflects this new org structure. I don't know what it is, but I'm just going to I'm just going to throw that one out there. All right then. Cool. Well, I'm not going to comment in any way shape or form on the you ones can't. that you're speculating on here, but I will go on to my next one. Yep. And I'm going to say that office integration becomes tighter as Power BI rolls out with E5. Now, you could call this super low-hanging fruit like you called my Excel and, and yeah. Teams one. However, in this, I'm actually referring to instead of like, oh, well, you know, it's packaged together, so now people are going to use it more. Not, not that, but instead that from the office side of the world, not the Power BI side of the world, but from the office side of the world, that they're going to see Power BI as more strategic and are going to look for opportunities to integrate better with Power BI as opposed to the other way around. I work on the Power BI side. I don't work on the office side. Right. Right. So for me, I'm looking at saying, hey, as this starts to roll out, are we going to see an opportunity in the backstage of Excel? Are we going to see opportunities with teams that show up differently to make things easier to, you know, where people already have a license? Like, how do we draw people in in a better and different way and give them a more dynamic experience with data through the office angle and office lens? That's what I'm saying with this one. And again, not be not working on the office side of the world. I don't have any direct knowledge of their strategy on this, but I, I can say from the Power BI side, we'd certainly welcome it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and to be clear, you're saying this is happening. This isn't because Power BI desktop is rolling out with E5, but it's kind of you know the same causal elements that incorporated desktop with E5 are going to lead to these other other. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing power, like because Power BI desktop is a part of the office deployment at this point, or as it's moving forward. It just becomes something that's more in people's faces. So yeah. how do you expand the brand of Office without having to actually do more expansion? How yeah, do you, like, from a marketing perspective, what's the opportunity there with minimal investment? I see Power BI as a way. So yeah. hopefully that'll start to happen. So, you know, because it's going to show up there, how do we make that more how do we leverage dynamic that? and more of a thing? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. That's interesting, and, and I've got another organizational one. Yours, that last one was kind of organizational. Mm -hmm. It's a bit related to the first one that I picked, and to be honest, I fully expect to get a zero on this at the end of the year next year. <laughs> I, but I think it's a logical move for Power BI to leave the Power Platform. It's not really part of it. It is considered part of it from a marketing standpoint, obviously Power Apps, Power Automate, Power Virtual Agents, all of that stuff. But all of those other things are the business apps group. And that's kind of a whole different organization within Microsoft, whereas Power BI is within the data estate, you know, kind of on the Azure side within Microsoft. And I just don't see that. I, I see that being a stress that can't last. Mm. <laughs> I know you can't say squat about it, but I would. it would not surprise me, let's put it that way, to see Power BI come out from underneath the Power Platform umbrella, even though it was the first product in it. Yep. Well, 
I think it'll be interesting to to see. I I won't dispute the potential that it, it could end up as a zero there, John. I don't have any marketing knowledge on that one, so yeah, uh, happy happy to say I have no clue. Yeah. My next one, and you know, I'm I'm grabbing back to my SharePoint OneDrive ODSP MVP days here. You know, as I look across Power BI, I think that SharePoint and OneDrive become a much more interesting data source given some of the Ignite announcements that we made. I think it's going to be something that we start to see a lot more of. You could call this one low-hanging fruit as well, but I think it'll be interesting to see what the adoption of it looks like. Not just, hey, we put a feature out there, but instead, are people really going to be using this in the way that we're hoping that, that they will? I'm very excited for this one. I think there's a lot of opportunity, and yeah, I think it will become a more interesting data source. So I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, maybe we'll see that, that V2 connector come out of beta. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my next one, it might be low-hanging fruit, I'm not sure, but I think we're going to see the first, let's call it Power BI Desktop Online, a light online report, ETL, and data set editor. I mean, today online, you can, of course, build reports if you've got an existing data set, but the ability to go and get data and then to model that data uh, with DAX all online to some degree. I'm not saying it's going to be fully featured. That's why I'm kind of referring to it as light. But I think we're going to see that ability show up in some form in 2023. All right, then. All right. My next one here is Microsoft first party events become more interesting from a Power BI perspective. I think that I in the so. past, it's been a little disappointing when you'd show up at a Microsoft Ignite or other uh, first-party events. It was like, hey, what's the big splashy awesomeness of Power BI? And be like, yep. oh, well, we've got a minimal investment of people here. And it's yeah. like, I think that we're going to see more focus from yeah. as we move forward around these first-party events. These first-party uh, in-person events, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> yes. And... Um, I really do. I think that that's something that we'll see more of that will come out. Now, you had made a comment about the organizational structure where yeah. Arun owning all of Azure data now. Uh, Arun came from the Power BI world. It's still yeah. in his, big in his heart. And as he moves things forward, I think that the question will get asked. Just like when anytime Jeff Teeper goes to an yeah. event, you hear like there's always going to be a SharePoint component because... Yep. Well, Jeff, Jeff's first love was SharePoint. Yep. I think that Power BI will will, still, will start to get a little bit more love with Arun at, at the true helm of this much bigger ship. Well, let's and, hope. Uh, yeah, I think that'll be really great for the brand and for, for people in general. Yep, yep. Excellent. I'm hoping you're right on that one. Next one I got is a lot like the last one I had, a paginated report editor online. So Power BI report, oh, no, let's, not, let's forget the names for now because I think it's probably going to get worse. <laughs> but I think we're going to see a usable paginated report editor. We've already got the beginnings of it, right, with formatted tables and the yeah. ability to make some minor changes to it. I think we're going to see a strong investment in that tooling. Not a moment too soon. As powerful as report builder is. It's powerful because of the engine in behind it. And it, the UI is really, really, sorry, it's abysmal. It is UI from 15, 20 years ago, really. And it, you can make it work, but it's not intuitive. It's not easy to use. So this is an opportunity to really, really bring paginated reports to the fore by making them a lot easier to use. Doing so online, I hope and I expect to see something online this year. 
I really hope you're right, John. I'm a huge Power uh, Paginated Reports fan. So, you know, I'd love to see that as well. well My yeah. number five here is actually similar in nature in that it's from about Paginated Reports. Paginated Reports becomes more heavily adopted now that they're available in Pro. Now, again, can't talk about features or things like that, but what I can prognosticate on is what I think people are going to do, yeah. right? And that's, if you notice, my predictions really are skewing yeah. that direction now. Yeah. I really think that, that paginated reports are going to be just something that people start to gravitate towards. You know, if we can get to that point, like, like you're talking about, where there's an online editor that is full fidelity and things of that nature, I think that'd be amazing. But before that, really leveraging paginated reports, whether they're built by someone who is building them for you, and now you can just open them in because you have pro instead of having to be in premium. Or, you know, if you're crafting format tables, I think that we're going to see a huge spike in adoption and usage of the other type of Power BI report reports, not just interactive reports, but these paginated reports as a companion. And I think that they'll go hand in hand and it, you know, become artifacts and things of that nature. I think it's going to be a really good thing. That's, I agree with you 100%. This episode of the Bifocal Podcast is sponsored by Tigraph, the award-winning reporting and analytics platform for Office 365. Get the full picture of your Office 365 network by using Tigraph. See how customers leverage its actionable insights to better understand their organization's usage, collaboration, and adoption patterns. Try Tygraph today. Sign up for a free trial at tygraph.com. All right. So my number five is my, my prediction from last year. I'm just punting it forward because I fully expect this to happen. Power Query is a standalone product. I'm going to, I'm going to say it again. I think we're going to see that. We're going to see it at some point in time, whether it's a, whether it's a product, you know, uppercase first name product, but it'll be a standalone tool with this flexible ability to transform data and put it into multiple locations. Hmm. I expect to see it again. I am going to th- throw out a concern. And we've seen, this is a concern we've seen with other products around the Microsoft stack. And this tendency that some groups within Microsoft have had lately to try to, I'm going to say, over-monetize their products by throwing in little additions. I mean, we, we see it with uh, we see it with Viva. We see it in some areas of Graph. We see it all over the, we see, we see custom connectors for Power Automate. And there is there is no such a thing today in Power BI as a custom or sorry a premium. I said custom. I meant premium connectors. There's no such thing today in Power BI as a premium connector. I could see this as an opportunity for Microsoft to introduce that concept, and I don't want them to. So I'm just going to throw that caution out. All right. Yeah. And, but again, if Power Query becomes a standalone product, it's not Power BI anymore. So that's correct. That's what. I, that's why I'm a little worried about it. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, my number six is going to potentially mess up your number five. Maybe. Uh, This is completely a JSON, non-Microsoft. I have no insider knowledge on this. And I am open to, like you were with with your number two, being completely wrong on this. I'm open to taking a zero. I wanted something that was more of a flyer. I think that we'll see the name Power drop away from top-level product names. Now, I don't know that we're going to see a rename of anything, but instead of everything that comes out being a power this and a power that and like power virtual agent, like, mm-hmm. or anything of that nature, I think we'll start to see the name power drift away from being what we're using. And to your point, John, if we do see a power query standalone product, 
Maybe we see it come out as a different name that doesn't include the word power. So we'll have and, a bunch of products like Query and Apps and <laughs> Automate. Well, I don't know. Uh, it, it'd be nice if we went to some point. You know, <laughs> other, other fun style yeah, of naming. Sure. But, you know, again, I'm not in marketing. I don't know these things. But the name, the power area has become rather saturated, right? And maybe it's time to start looking for a different name. It's been it's been going on for a while now, right? Power Automate's what five years old now, mm -hmm. and that's when we really started to see the name start to get saturated. It was when Power Automate and you know changed its name from Flow to Power Automate and all of the other things. Like that's probably been somewhere between four and five years now, and you know maybe it's time for a shift. So that's my prediction. We'll see if it comes true. All right. All right. So my last one, kind of an, an end of the year fatty sort of thing, as in fad, F-A-D. We saw an announcement last week that Bing is going to start to incorporate chat GPT into, uh, into its engine, which is, I think, kind of interesting. And I haven't tried it heavily yet to say, hey, Chat GPT, write me a DAX query to give me some kind of, you know, sliding uh, time window calculation on something. But if that works, why not integrate that into the DAX editor directly? That'd be kind of interesting. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw that out there because it's so fatty that I could see uh, I could see ChatGPT the en that engine and again Microsoft's also you know invested into the OpenAI uh, project. Mm -hmm. I could see that getting integrated in there somewhere. Yeah, I think it's an interesting idea. I think you know, I'll, I'll be blunt and honest with you. I think you'll end up losing on that one for this probably. year. Probably, probably. I think it could be an interesting play for something in the future. I think, to your point, it's a little too fatty right now. It's uh, yeah. It just is getting out there and people are, are, are playing with it. And two years from now, will we see it? Maybe. Yeah. But to start with, no. Fair enough. I don't think so. Fair enough. Okay, well, that's all of them. Yeah, I'm glad we did this. I have fun doing this every year, John. I do too. It's getting harder for me, to be honest with you, but <laughs> I really am glad that we continue to do this one. And I look forward to another great year of talking about all the cool stuff happening in Power BI. I really, truly do believe that this is going to be a banner year for us. Yes. And, uh, you know, looking forward to more cool stuff to talk about. So Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. All right, my friend. Well, well, we'll sign off until next one. All right. Catch you later. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to the Bifocal Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or via your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter at Bifocal Show. The show notes for this and all of the Bifocal Podcasts can be found on the Bifocal.show blog. The music for the Bifocal Podcast is Indie Rock by Scott Holmes and is shared under Creative Commons. 